don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to nostalgic radio and cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tantalk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey, this is Ted Nugent. Hi, this is Jay Leno. Hi, everybody. This is David Hobbs. Hi, this is Bob Varshaw. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Hi, this is Robert Yates. Hey, this is Lou Santiago. I'm John Forrest. Hey, this is Jack Roush. Hello, Florida. I'm Ken Squire. Hi, this is Etzel Ford. Hi, I'm Corky Coker. Hey, this is Dennis Gage. Hi, this is Sam Amolo. Hi, this is Janet Guthrie. Hi, I'm Bruce Cohn. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz. Hi, this is Dave McClellan. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock. Hi, this is Norm Gravowski. Hey, I'm Dave Despain. Hey, this is Wayne Carini. This is Bill Warner. Hey, I'm Steve Bignanti. This is Kevin Bird. This is Arlen Ness. This is Ed Justice Jr. Hi, I'm Casey Jones. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. I'm Richard Hutchins. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan. Hi, I'm Bob Bondurant. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Strange. This is Daryl Starbird. Hi, this is Ford Hickok. Hi, this is Ed Eskandarian here. This is Robin Miller. Hey, Sports fans, this is Peter Brock here. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727 501 9090. That's 727 501 9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 501 9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. So Tonight on Nostalgic Cars and Radios, it's... No, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is Ed Justice Jr., President and CEO of Justice Brothers Incorporated. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in sparkling downtown Clearwater. Of course, now that the rain's gone. Bobby, good evening. How are you doing? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing great. We got an exciting show tonight. We have for you, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, sports fans, racing enthusiasts, we have a fun-filled one-hour packed show here. Actually, 50, 53 minutes, right, Bobby? Do we? Do, do we? we? Do we? Yeah, we're going to be covering since Monterey is next weekend. This is the week. This is the show week, car extravaganza, racing venue, auction venue. This is the week that you hear me talking about all year round. This is the event that if you're going to die before you die, even on your deathbed, you need to get out to Monterey and experience the Monterey Car Week. It is the most outstanding automotive world uh, what's the word I'm looking for? World, 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 um, world-class event. That's the word I was looking for on the planet. I mean, right here in our very own United States of America. But anyway, so we're going to be covering the Laguna Seca or Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca Vintage Races, all right, the Rolex Monterey Reunion. And then we're going to be covering the uh, Monterey Car Week. We're going to be talking about some of the events that are going on there. And then we're going to be covering... Think, but nothing happens. Yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> really, thanks. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, and then we're going to be covering uh, Pebble Beach. And then, and then, in the last 10, 15 minutes of the hour, the show, we're going to have a special guest for you. Okay. So anyway, without further ado, I want to introduce my first guest. She's been on our show before. She is a racing enthusiast. And she's got one of the best jobs. No? What? No? No, no, no. She's in the meeting for uh, five to ten minutes. Five to ten minutes. So we. So who's on the? Uh, oh, you know, I got look. You know what? I'm still learning how this radio thing works. Okay. Yes, yeah, she's in the meeting for five to ten minutes. Okay. Well, I guess you know what we could do. So maybe. Why don't you try calling? Uh, try calling our other guest real quick. See if we can get him on. You want uh, Mr. Doug? Let's get Mr. Doug on. Okay, let's do that. And Doug. Okay, good. Anyway, well, you know what? That's the beauty and the marvel of radio because we have to be really quick and really flexible. But what I forgot to mention earlier is run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com. No, I said that already, right? No, I forgot to say check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Okay, and we're working on a brand new website. I'm not sure if it's up and running yet, but we're working on it. Hopefully, sometime during the show, if it's up and running, we will announce it. Okay, this is something my son's been working on, and he's doing an amazing job. Not only is he an outstanding board engineer, co-producer of this radio show, but he is an excellent web builder. Okay, at any rate, so let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, again, check out the podcast if you've missed any of our past shows for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, we haven't had a lot of time to do much because the last four, five, or six weeks, it's been raining. So, without further ado, I think we got our next guest on, or our other guest for the evening. Now, you get, like I said, you guys hear me talking about Monterey all the time. It's probably one of the most outstanding world-class events on the planet, okay? This is the one event that I look forward to. If there's no other event on the planet that I can afford to go to, and I can't make it to, this is the one. Now, the kickoff event, or the premier starting event for this Monterey Collector Car Week is an event called the Concourse on the Ave, the Carmel Concourse on the Ave. And I have with me tonight a good friend of mine, the founder of the Concourse on the Ave, Doug Friedman. Doug, are you there? I'm here. Thank you for having us. Doug, you do an outstanding job. You work very, very hard with your team to put together a great show in downtown Carmel on Ocean Drive. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, we're excited. You can expect this year nearly 210 vehicles, all different shapes, sizes, and marks uh, from everything from multi-marks to Porsche and Ferrari, multi-mark 1940 through 1973, and Porsche and Ferrari from the beginnings of those factories through 1989 and even beyond this year a little bit. We have some great surprises this year. Carmel by the Sea, Concours on the Avenue is a welcoming atmosphere where our mission statement is sophistication with a dash of fun, where authenticity, originality, and preservation matter, all in a welcoming atmosphere. 
we take it all seriously. Now, this is a judging event, so could you give us an idea of how you put your cars in classes? Yep, exactly. We work, uh, let's just take Ferrari. We have our 12-cylinder class, and and we also have a 6, 8, and flat 12 class. If it's Porsche, we'll have our 911, uh, 69 through 73 cars, and we'll have our 356, A, Bs, and Cs, and then we'll have our RS and RS Carreras uh, together, and then we'll have an historic uh, group of race cars. And then from the multi-mark world, we'll have everything from American family favorites or British and European family favorites, which, you know, that could be anything from uh, uh, great little cars to, to 21-window uh, VW buses and beyond, and just all over the map in that way, American sport, a little bit like that. That's a little bit of it, about 26 classes, all told. Now, each year you have a surprise that you do. Now, we don't want to reveal that the surprise uh, entrant is going to be this year, but in the past, tell us about some of the really special vehicles that have participated that are kind of dear to you as well. We have, uh, we've done in the past, we have fantastic convoys. We've had, uh, for example, last year, we had 16 fantastic Woodies uh, arrive in the midst of the event with a California Highway Patrol escort. And we also, uh, last year, uh, did a fantastic convoy of nearly 26 race cars from Laguna Seca, also California Highway Patrol Escort. And this year, I'll even give you a little hint. Everybody knows it's a big year on the Monterey Peninsula for the GT350s. And while it's probably the worst kept secret around, because each of the participants in our convoys will have a, will certainly have a, uh, a group of GT350 race cars coming from Laguna Seca and from another unnamed location. We'll have a fantastic group uh, of GT350 street cars, uh, some rare and pretty serious hardware in those two groups. So a little of the past and a little of uh, this coming, not to give away any secrets, but guess we just did. And uh, also, you know, in our past, we've, we've done... Uh, Trans Am racers, which are really a fantastic bunch of guys, and uh, they come making a lot of noise, you know, mean and nasty sounding V8s, uh, great stuff, real real deal Trans Am historic race cars. So a little bit of that, That's a that probably gives you a little bit of taste of what's coming. Excellent. Now, tell us also, your event is also a charity event, so the money raised you know, from donations and stuff is donated to a charity. Tell us a little bit about the charity there in Carmel. Well, our charitable link-up, the Carmel Foundation, was uh, created in April of 1950, so we're talking about a 65-year-old organization that's literally based their headquarters a block and a half off of our event venue, the Carmel Foundation leadership team. And the entire the entire board of directors are involved in our event. We probably couldn't pull it off without the Carmel Foundation. They do so much for us back office and uh, on event day and volunteer generation. We're proud to say that since our uh, first event year in 2007, this is about to be our ninth event year. We are uh, now in excess of $260,000 raised. We hope to add. Uh, and crossed the $300,000 mark this year. And we also have been mandated, when we, when we linked up, it was also build awareness. What is the Carmel Foundation? It supports seniors all over the Monterey Peninsula with 50-some-odd programs weekly. 
uh, all kinds of fantastic uh, housing that's available to seniors that the Carmel Foundation controls and works with seniors on. And there are so many programs that are terrific the Foundation generates. Uh, daily meals at the Foundation headquarters, uh, the library, and, and, and so much more. That's excellent. That's excellent. You know, the beauty of your event, too, Doug, is the fact that your event takes place in Ocean Drive, exquisite town, okay, very picturesque, I should say, very historic, very natural, and it's a free event. So everybody can see cars that they probably would never get a chance to see unless they attended, you know, a major concourse like an Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, naturally, St. John's, or something like that. How is it you're able to do that? Well, we're thankful, and... uh I don't know how we do it. We just work hard. I think that uh, we also we have to pay due credit to all of the events and the thousands and thousands of car guys and gals on the Monterey Peninsula. You know, one of my one of my uh, drivers when we when we first thought of this idea back in 1987, the first time I ever set foot in Carmel, we saw fantastic cars parked like junk along the sidewalks that weren't even part of the events. And we simply said, well, look at this Ocean Avenue, look at this fantastic village, uh, let's, let's make a home for great cars here, and uh, uh, looks like there's a period that matches up with the stuff of my dreams, yours, and most of your listeners, I imagine, your high school parking lot and mine, the stuff of dreams, and those great cars from the period where we all grew up together, that's a lot of what was parked around, and we just put two and two together, took five years to get a special use permit from the city of Carmel for our first year in 2007. That's, that's, the, that's the general nature of what we do. But all the other events help feed into each other. They feed spectators. They feed uh, judges we can call on. They feed volunteers we can call on. The Clicker Car community is on the Monterey Peninsula in mass, and everybody's looking for good car fun. Well, Doug, you do an outstanding job, you and your team. I want to thank you very much for sharing a little bit of information regarding the Carmel Concourse on the Ave. It's an exquisite event. I highly urge everybody to take advantage and go out to Carmel and take a look. This event really, really sets it off because this is kind of an outstanding event, and it is kind of like the prelude to what's going to happen the rest of the week. Now, if, if somebody wanted to find out a little bit more about the Concourse on the Ave, how would they go about and do that, Doug? They would go to www.carmelconcourse.com. Com, and we'd appreciate that. And Robert, thank you for having us on board today and looking forward to a good time next Tuesday and looking forward to you being with us. I'm planning. You can count it. Doug, I want to thank you very much. My guest this afternoon was Doug Friedman, the founder for the Carmel by the Sea Concourse on the Ave. Doug, take care and I'll see you next week. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Well, Bobby, what do we got in store? We got something spinning around on the turntable there for a few minutes? We got well, the Beatles. We got the Beatles. Take it a ride. Right now, my ticket to ride works just well.
This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. This is Brian Redman, retired racing driver, nine times road racing champions, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our next special guest for the evening, and she definitely has a ticket to ride. In fact, she probably has one of the coolest jobs. She is the CEO, the Director of Operations, the manager of Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. I'm delighted to welcome to the show again, Jill Campbell. Jill, are you there? I sure am. You forgot the word queen there somewhere, I think. You know? Oh, <laughs> yes, I, um, queen. But thank you. Thank you. No, you're making me feel really good. How are you doing this evening? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, you, you, you have, I mean, Laguna Seca is probably, and I'm old school, so I still say Laguna Seca. It is probably <laughs> the neatest racetrack in the country. It truly is. And the corkscrew is the telltale piece on that racetrack. I would have to agree. It's like jumping out of a six-story window, you know. So you uh, you come with stomach and you leave without. So tell us, what have you got in store for us at the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion this year? Well, at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, because we do actually do charge people a dollar for dropping the, the, the Mazda part, you know. Um, <laughs> we've, uh, we've probably got, I, I think what is um, other people credit as the largest and, and most impressive um, collection of motorsports, um, classic motorsports uh, in this country. And in the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion this year, we have 550 race cars that are all going to go out and do exactly what they were built to do. Featuring uh, the um, Shelby Mustang GT350, we're also featuring um, a large 38 um, car grid of Formula Ones and a 44 five um, car grid of Formula 5000. So it's cars galore. Very, very interesting. Now, what is the featured bar? The, the Shelby G350, obviously because yeah. it's the 50 year, but is there anything else going to be there? Oh, we've got everything. You name it. Um, yeah, literally. Name it. It will be here. Uh, these, you know, we have about in excess of 900 requests for entry, and uh, my governing committee has to narrow that down to 550 that are accepted. All of these cars have to have a race history. They have to be authentically restored, and they have to have people that know how to drive them. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so the cars have to be real, live, historic cars. And is it, is it like SVRA rules or, in your case, I guess in, out on the West Coast, it's VARA. So they have to be pre-1972 legitimate, log-booked race cars, correct? Actually, we run under um, HMSA rules. Okay. Historic uh, Sports, uh, Sports Association, and um, we have cars from pre-1940 all the way up in our Formula 5000s and our Formula 1s. Actually, uh, Formula 5000 goes from 1968 to 1976, and um, our Formula 1s go from 1967 to 1984. So you'll see things that uh, you know a lot of people can recognize throughout their lifetimes. Well, I can tell you I certainly do, and that's one of my favorite events. Now, let me ask you this. Why do you think it think that Laguna Seca and it, 
It's the only racetrack. I mean, there's vintage races all around the country and all around the world. But for some reason, Laguna Seca seems to have the highest count of vintage race cars. Why do you think that is? What makes Laguna Seca so special? Location, location, location. I mean, we're in in a destination. Um, I am privileged to live on the Monterey Peninsula. And every time I get on an airplane to leave, I, I ask myself why. I live in paradise. It's beautiful here. If you've never been to the Monterey Peninsula, you know, come on over. It's um, it, it's for the weekend of the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. It's heaven on wheels. Now take us through the event. So, the, so basically, people are going to be start lining up there, bringing their cars. Probably what Monday and Tuesday, correct? And then Wednesday they start practicing. So, kind of walk us through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Actually, I'm going to start you even before then, because okay. it's coming Friday, um, and this weekend we have what is called the pre-reunion, and okay. we have about 350 entries for that. We start Friday night off. We kick off the classic car week here in the Monterey Peninsula by having a car show, uh, race car show downtown Monterey on Alvarado Street. And then Saturday and Sunday, um, it's kind of a shakedown for a lot of the participants, but it's a, it's a cool, low-key low event. And then... Um, Yep, on Tuesday we start loading everybody else in. We start practicing on Thursday. And then uh, Friday is practice qualifying. We split the cars into two days. So Saturday you'll see a completely different group of cars racing than you do on Sunday. Interesting. Now, this is basically competitive, so people are actually racing for points, correct? Nope, they don't race for points, but they do race for position. Okay. And, you know, we don't actually award winners, um, but we do award people for their presentation of their car, their behavior on the track, the way that the car performs, and, and you know, how they actually race on the track. So there, there are awards, but, um, you know, we these cars are, you know, well, I would say museum pieces, um, I've always been assured that you can only do $600,000 worth of damage to a $5 million car. Don't know if that's true, but that's what I've been told. <laughs> but, you know, we don't want to see these cars banged up, so we don't encourage people necessarily to go for the win, but seriously, they do. <laughs> You're going to have some very prominent historic racing figures walking around there. One in particular is Jackie Stewart. So what will, yes. what will he be doing this year? Well, hopefully speaking English rather than Scottish so that everybody can understand it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, he's going to be making appearance for a picnic in the park on Saturday, along with Scott Pruitt, who is um, 24-hour Daytona winner. And uh, I think it's going to be a great banter between the two of them. You know, one of the um, up-and-rising um, drivers of... Uh, the modern era, and then Jackie Stewart, who, I mean, you can credit him with just about everything in motorsports history, and, um, and a fine young man he is. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I had the opportunity to meet him last year um, briefly at Pebble Beach, and I would love to have him on the show. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to spend some time with him at Picnic in the Park. Now, tell us a little bit about that, because I just read about that. This is, is this something you do all uh, every year, or is this something new? It is, actually. We had Sir Sterling Moss last year, which was a lot of fun. And uh, Alma Hill actually presented him with a birthday cake on stage, and that was very cool. It's something that we do. One of the things that we try to do is to give our um, spectators, our fans, our friends, the opportunity to get up close and personal. And this is a great opportunity to hear the stories, to, um, to really get an in-depth 
insider view of of, um, of these legendary race car drivers. You know, so you see the cars. That's that's great. But then you see, you know, the legends that drove these cars, and and it's a wonderful experience. The picnic in the park is in the uh, marketplace area on Saturday afternoon, and um, you'll be able to see for yourself Jackie Stewart. Oh, an amazing racing legend. Now, last year you had the Ferrari GTO that was part of the big auction at Bonhams. Are you going to have something else very, very rare, very, very special there on display this year? Well, they're not auctioning me, uh, thankfully, so I can't say that it's going to be very rare. But I think they're going to have a great show of cars. You can get a preview of some of those cars at the pre-reunion race weekend. So uh, if you're here the weekend before, you can get a preview here at the track of of some of those cars that are going to get auctioned off. And, um, I mean, it it is an auction, you know, hogs. Um, absolute dream come true here on the peninsula. I think you know we've got eight auction houses or something this year. It's uh, it's crazy. That's amazing. Now, Jill, yeah. if somebody wants to find out more about the Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, how do they go about doing that? Go to www.mazdaraceway.com and uh, just click on our Rolex Monterey Motorsports reunion page. Uh, it's all there, but I tell you, nothing's like seeing it in person. And we have exactly. Um, you know, just a few days before we we actually hit it. So, um, you know, make it make a reservation. There's still time. There's still tickets. You can still come. Absolutely, and everybody's welcome, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have stuff for everybody. You no, know, that's good. Kids for wives. So three days, fourteen hours, twenty nine minutes to go. Absolutely, and you have a Facebook page too, right? Oh, absolutely, we do. We, I think we we do all of those things. You know, the the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, all of the things I have yet to understand. Okay. Well, Jill, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and sharing with our listeners all about the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. Did I say it right this time? You did indeed, and so you saved that dollar. <laughs> I saved that dollar. Okay. Well, you take care, and I'll see you next week. All right, sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Bobby, what do we got queued up on the uh, turn-em-up table this time? Hopefully I can say this right. We got more Beatles? The Magical Mystery Tour. The Magical Mystery Tour. The Beatles. Let's see, 1966, 67. Seven. Yeah, and if you can get them on Array, California, it will be the Magical Mystery Tour. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll get some more special guests.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Bill Warner of the Amelia Island Concord Delegates, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thank you, Bill. Bill will also be out there at Amelia Island. As a matter of fact, he will be one of the judges at Concourse on the Ave. Okay, my next guest is very much involved with Pebble Beach, the premier automotive concourse d'elegance on the planet. And this gentleman is on the concourse selection committee, and he's also in charge of European marketing. So I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Nick Waller. Nick, are you there? I am. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. Tell us a little bit about what uh, your duties and responsibilities are there at uh, Pebble Beach. Well, I've been with the uh, concourse for about 10 years, and uh, I fly, basically I fly the flag for, for the Pebble Beach Concours over in Europe, deal with a lot of the overseas entrants, and, which is so nice. Most, most of the cars that we, we have in the concourse are from the U.S., but it's growing. The international side is growing, and it's, uh, it's great to see cars coming from literally all corners of the globe. Amazing. Now, give us a little history. How did Pebble Beach has been around? I guess this is the 60th year. Is this an anniversary? No, you're you're doing us in. It's 65th year. 65th year. 65. I know. The concourse started um, as, uh, uh, if you like, an add-on to the original road races, which began in 1950. you just had Jill Campbell on from the uh, from Laguna Seca there, and uh, Laguna Seca hosted their first race in 1956. Um, so the the races were held at Pebble for uh, six years, 50 through to 56, um, and as the races grew in importance in California and in America, um, so did the Concours. It started with uh, a few enthusiasts bringing their old cars. I mean, these were just, you know, old cars. Nobody had really invented the hobby yet. And as the uh, as the years went by, more and more cars from pre-war years came, and it became uh, an event all on its own and uh, stood on its own two feet, really, uh, the first time in 1957, for the first Concours itself. But So we, 50, 65 years of the event at Pebble Beach and uh, holding it at the Lodge. Very, very interesting. Now, what do you think, what are your thoughts on last year was the first year that they had a post-war car win the yeah. award? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I was delighted. I was absolutely delighted. Technically, we should remember it was not the first ever post-war car to win. First cars to win the Concorde were in fact current cars, current models, XK120 for instance. And then in the 60s, um, we there was a Maserati that won best of show, but again, that was very, it was quite a new car. 
But yeah, it, you know, the majority of uh, Best of Show winners have been early pre-war cars, um, and you know they're hard to beat. Let's face it; they are they're swoopy, they're curvy, they're exciting coachwork, great designs of uh, the pre-war era, and for a car built in the fifties, as the Ferrari was. To, to beat all comers, well, you've got to be a very, very special Ferrari, and uh, we, were, we were delighted that it was. And uh, it was a great, great win. Whether that will be repeated in the years to come, who knows? I'm Tell- not going to place my bet. I don't know. I, I, people were, like you said, people were pretty much uh, enthralled with the outcome last year. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about some of the feature cars that are going to be there this year. Well, again, as the best of show from last year, Ferrari is a big feature for us this year. Um, we have four classes from uh, preservation, which is the sort of uh, the excite the, the exciting class of the uh, of the era at the moment. Preservation Ferraris through Grand Touring Ferraris through, of course, racing Ferraris, and a very nice special class for Ferraris that actually raced here in the forest in those early fifties. What are some of the cars that you like? You talk about some of the cars coming over from Europe. Give us a little uh, insight as to what your tastes are like. I don't know whether you've got time. I have very, <laughs> very broad tastes. Okay. You know, I, 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 am, I am British, so I, ha- you know, I have to be honest that Bentley features uh, very strongly in the pre-war uh, category. So, I, you know, a, a very, a, a really nice three-liter Bentley with a Vandenplau body as they were designed by W.O. Bentley back in the day. You know, that is hard to beat. We have two gorgeous three-liter Bentleys coming that are entered in the Concours. So Bentley's important for me. Racing is very important. I love racing. I was brought up um, in the 1960s, so uh, and the, the name Briggs Cunningham was uh, I, I knew at an early age. And we have a, a class of Cunninghams uh, or Cunninghams uh, at Pebble this year, both racing, which is of course what Briggs was famous for, and a few of his road cars built by Vignali in Italy. Oh, really? Alongside them. So it's a really, it's a great spread from the first ever Cunningham to be built through to the last. Absolutely a, a, a jewel of a class. I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Of course, they were the founders, the originators of the, the famous blue stripes, the, 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 the white body and the blue stripes, the, the American racing colors. They were the first company, the first team to ever use that. And that's now seen all over. Yeah, you're correct. And, of course, this year, since it's the 50th anniversary of the GT350 Mustang, which is yes. most notably white Shelby with yeah. uh, a blue stripe on it. You know, There you are. It all came back. It all leads back to Cunningham. Cool, f- full circle, exactly. And, uh, yeah. well, now let me ask you this. Now, as far as Pebble Beach, you have what? You limit it to 200 cars? We don't. Well, we, you know, we're running out of real estate, I have to say, unless we can build a bigger beach. We haven't got not much more space. Uh, we, we, we dominate, we take over the 18th fairway, uh, the, the, the lodge at the Pebble Beach. The Pebble Beach Company is so kind to uh, shut the golf down for us. Um, we're spilling now, we're spilling over to the 17th green, which leads on to the 18th, and we're going to have some uh, spectacular Ferraris on display on the 17th, just to give us a bit more room. We've got, you know, space is tight, and when you have approaching 20,000 people uh, walking around 200 cars, that doesn't give you much uh, much room. 
Now, so t- yeah, we're, we're limited by space. Okay. Now the Pebble Beach event. Tell us about some of the other things that are going to go on. There's like seminars, isn't there going on? There's there some are. art. Uh, yeah, uh, festivals, absolutely. Goodings yeah. Auction is also on the premise. So just for our listeners, we've got a few minutes left. Tell us a little bit some of the other events that are going on. Okay, well, beginning on the Thursday, the Pebble Beach Classic Car Forum, the Thursday, August 13th, uh, down at the Inn at Spanish Bay, there will be lots to do down there. There's Retro Auto, where you can per- buy books and art and everything to do with automobilia. And the Pebble Beach Classic Car Forum, which is uh, sponsored by Credit Suisse, um, we have a lot of we have a number of stars who and and personalities from the from motoring era to talk about what their their loves and their professions and their uh, their their take on our great car collecting hobby. That goes all the way through to uh, the Saturday. Uh, we've got our wonderful tour. Goodness. That's an that's something for everybody can see. It's open to the public. It, it leaves uh, it leaves the lodge at Pebble Beach on uh, Thursday, August thirteen. It leaves early, early in the morning, sometimes misty, and nearly all of the cars that are in the concourse will go on a sixty-five mile drive, wending its way through the hills and down to Big Sur back, and we park up in Carmel uh, on Ocean Avenue, and have a a stop with the cars are there for a couple of hours at lunchtime and it's a great opportunity for people to sort of preview the cars for themselves and see the cars really up close i truly believe that that's probably one of the most um what's the word i'm thinking of you know just one of the nicest things that you could possibly do for people because there's a lot of people because to get into monterey to pebble beach it's an expensive event but here people really true car enthusiasts that don't really have access to the means here they get a chance to go down downtown carmel and see these amazing amazing pieces of history rolling art yeah and the, the fact that you guys do that and the fact that uh, those cars are there and the fact that the owners participate and share their cars with them, that's absolutely amazing right there in itself. And tell us, too, Pebble Beach, is all, the Concourse, it's also a charity organization or, or supports yeah. a charity organization. Tell us about that for a second. It certainly does. And this is the 40th year we've uh, worked hard to, to raise money for local charities through the Pebble Beach Company Foundation. Um, we have a target of uh, donating over a million dollars every year, and uh, I'm very hopeful that we'll be doing that. And uh, the Pebble Beach Company Foundation gives to over a hundred local uh, nonprofits, mainly focusing on education, and we also uh, uh, sponsor educational programs within the classic car uh, area um, with uh, with some great uh, money that we raise. We're that, delighted to do that. That's excellent. Now, if somebody wants to find out a little bit more about the Pebble Beach event, the concourse, how do they go about doing it? Okay, well, of course, we have the website, um, all the W's, pebblebeachconcourse.net, not forgetting the important S at the end of Pebble Beach Concourse. So that's pebblebeachconcourse.net. Find out everything you need to know on that. Um, tickets are selling fast. Um, but it's still uh, open, and people can actually turn up on the day and buy a ticket. Um, but you know, we welcome and look forward to seeing as many people as can get here. It's, it is the culmination of a week of events, but it's uh, we we're very proud to uh, think that it, it's that we leave the best to last. Who knows? Well, Nick, I want to thank you very much. I look forward to meeting you. You will be on the show field on Sunday, correct? Oh yes. 
Okay. Well, good. Well, I'll I'll get some contact information. I'll look forward to meeting you there. I want to thank my very special guest, Nick Waller, for the. uh, He's on the Concourse Selection Committee, so he actually is in charge of picking some of the beautiful cars that you'll get a chance to see on the Pebble Beach Showfield on the 18th Fairway. So, Nick, you take care. Thank you very much for coming on the show, and uh, look forward to meeting you. Thank you. Look forward to it. Take care. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to introduce our very special guest for the evening. Uh, probably the number one car collector with the that if you had to say look up the word car collector in the dictionary this gentleman epitomizes it I'm delighted to welcome to the show for the second time Jay Leno Jay are you there I'm here how are you doing you guys I <laughs> thank you very much uh, I think if you look up car collector it says someone who collects cars <laughs> I think that's how it works is that what, well you collect cars don't you I sure no. I mean, it's just funny. It's just some being stupid. But go ahead. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I never thought of myself as a car collector. I just bought what I like, and I drive it. And then after a while, people say, oh, tell me about your collection. Well, it's not really a collection because I, I drive them all. But now I've come to realize, okay, I guess it is a collection. So I, I have to say it's a collection now. Well, now, you're working on a TV show. Are you at liberty to talk a little bit about your uh, latest project? Yeah, it's it's called Jay Leno's Garage. It'll be on CNBC. Starts October seventh. It's an hour show. I I I I think it's a nice alternative to these shows where people throw tools at each other or or build a car in a week and call each other brother. I, I try to avoid those. Um, you know, we did we did some fun things. We broke a two hundred mile an hour record with a Mustang and did a few other things. But we go into the history of automobiles, and uh, hopefully, it's not just buying and selling cars, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of these shows where everybody just buys a car and they flip it and then they sell it. To, I, I like to know the history, I like to know the story, I like to know what's going on, who designed the car, what was the reason it did well, what was the reason it failed, you know, that kind of thing. So then we go into it a little bit more depth. I, I think it'll be fun. I think people will like it. I hope so. Well, I had an opportunity to um, talk to you a few minutes last year, but it, I met you actually at one, one time at Bonham's and then again at Pebble on uh, on the show field. But uh, you were doing some f- some some filming, and then there was like a pilot show that they showed on CNBC. So um, as, that was kind of a kind of like a, a variety version. So uh, the show that you're going to do is it more focused on one particular vehicle or more than one? Well, you know, it'll be themes. I mean, we have record breakers, and we talk about that we have designers which is design uh, alternative fuels e- each show has a different sort of attitude and uh it's pretty much anything that rolls explodes and makes noise that's basically the idea well that's good i like that that sounds good uh, i think it'll be fun and it's an hour you know most car shows are a half hour which is really only 22 minutes and then there's a bunch of commercials in between there so so i think this will give people a lot of information i hope they like it um anything in particular well in fact let me just jump back for a second um at the auction i know you attend some of them you usually you're you're very gracious you spend you donate your time and there's going to be a couple charity cars that i think you're going to be um, yeah i'm donating a shelby gt350r that's going to be for the wounded warriors and then in the fall i'm going to donate my uh my uh, harley davidson truck it's truck number one it's supercharged. Jack Roush built it special. It's serial number 001. So we're going to donate that to the soldiers as well. So it should be fun. Excellent. Now, at the auction, one of the cars that's going to show up there, I think it's at Russo, is a car that was on Jay Leno's garage, and that was uh, Adam Carolla's, I think it's 1966 Ferrari 330 GT. Am I correct? Oh, I didn't know. Is that going to be there? Okay, cool. Yeah, the black one. Remember when it had issues and it wouldn't yeah, start? Yeah, it broke? yeah. 
Well, I know he sold it to a guy, and now that guy is auctioning it. Okay. Yeah. I just thought you might find that kind of interesting because uh, there's kind of a correlation there, which is kind of cool. Um, your thoughts on some of the TV shows. Which ones do you like? Which ones impress you the most? You know, I like Wayne Carini. I, I really enjoy his car show. That's a really good one to me because there's a little bit of history, and you meet the people, and you get to know the story, and, and Wayne is a real enthusiast, and it's not all about making money flipping cars, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's about, he tells you a little bit of the history, and you know, and since he's in Connecticut, that's a, a rich area for cars and barns. You know, there's still all kinds of stuff hidden away in, in Connecticut. So I always like that when he finds things. That's a good one. Is there anything special you're working on right now that you want to share with us? Any really cool cars that you've acquired here within the last year or so? Uh, acquired or working on? Well, are working on, let's say. Right now I'm working on a 1925 Doble steam car. It was running fine. I put 4,000 miles on it, and now... I've got a water leak in one of the tubes, so we're taking it all apart, and it's uh, it's it's a nightmare. But you know, when they run great, they're unbelievable. When they run bad, they're unbelievable. So it's 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 interesting. What are your thoughts on now? We know steam engines, steam-powered cars have been around for over a hundred years. Yeah, and. So was electric cars, which a lot of people don't seem to realize. And even back then, the battery technology wasn't there. So what are your thoughts on electric cars? I'm a big fan. I've got a 1909 Baker Electric, and that goes 80 to 100 miles on a charge. A lot of people don't realize from about 1900 to 1913 or 14, uh, there were electric charging stations all over New York City. A lot of the cab companies had electric cars because... They were reliable, they didn't break down, they didn't stall, they didn't pollute, and they could run for six to eight hours. They could go 80 to 100 miles on a charge. Then they drive back to the garage and plug it in and take another one out and, and do it that way. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I mean, I drove that new Tesla. Uh, that's an amazing automobile. It's, it's, it's very, very impressive. And uh, I've got a McLaren P1, which is a hybrid, which is half electric, half gas, and it uses... It's interesting in that it uses the hybrid technology not necessarily for economy, but for performance. And the economy just happens to be a byproduct of that. So I think electricity, uh, I think for the first hundred years, gas got the upper hand. But uh, electricity is coming on strong. Do you think there'll ever come a point when we'll just have electric cars, or do you think we'll have kind of like a mix of both? I think you'll always have a mix of both. I mean, you know, there was there were interesting hybrid deals uh, have you ever seen a Christie? A Christie is a fire engine that was mm-hmm. built. Well, it wasn't a fire engine. It was an engine. Uh, a Christie was a gas engine that had just uh, two front wheels. And the idea was you'd sell it to fire departments, and they would unhook the horses, and they would hook up their firefighting equipment. Instead of being pulled by a horse, it would it would be pulled by this front-wheel drive Christie. If you want to see what one looks like, there's one on my website, jaylenosgarage.com. Type in uh, fire engine or Christie, and you'll see it. And for a period there, you know, it costs a lot to switch over from horses and wagons to gasoline-powered uh, um, the firefighting equipment. So what these Christies did was they allowed guys to keep their firefighting rigs, but instead of being pulled by horses, they were pulled by the Christie. Uh, you know, so you're seeing a lot of that now. I think you'll see a, a gas and, and electric together for at least the next 15 to 20 years. How about the battery technology itself? Do you think it's going to advance exponentially now that we kind of have a handle on it? 
Well, I think it will expand. I mean, you know, in, in 1909, Thomas Edison slipped a napkin to Henry Ford at a dinner party and said, you know, the gas car is doomed. I've developed the alkaline battery. This will make the electric car the car of the future. Well, it didn't really. We all know what happened there. So, um, you know, electricity is like sex. People have no compulsion about lying about it. So they'll tell you it goes 300 miles when it really goes to 150, you know. And most of the time, if people drive the way they normally drive with their foot in it all the time, well, you're not going to get the mileage that the manufacturer claims. You know, when the manufacturers test these electric vehicles, they have a Japanese hunger striker driving the thing, you know, <laughs> barefoot with his big toe just barely touching the gas pedal. And, oh, look how the mileage I got. But that's not how real people drive. But Teslas come way closer than anyone else. With 250 miles of range, it's really, really good. Hydrogen. What's your thoughts on hydrogen-powered cars? Uh, hydrogen is okay, too. I mean, the trouble with hydrogen is... It, just, it costs more to manufacture the hydrogen than either it does the electricity or the gasoline. Um, for a couple of years, I drove the GM fuel cell car, mm-hmm. and it worked perfectly well. It's basically an electric car. The hydrogen works like a reverse battery kind of deal. Uh, it worked fine, but the trouble is when I go down to the hydrogen station, you had to bring a book with you because it was a minimum half-hour fill-up because you had to feed the hydrogen in very slowly. Well, now they've got that down to three minutes. It's a three-minute fill-up, so that's not too bad. But it still costs a lot to extract hydrogen, even though it is, what, the second most plentiful uh, element out there. To extract it is expensive, and you might have to use fracking or other things to get it. So, I mean, it's okay. I, I think electricity, you know, the infrastructure is already there, so... Electricity is probably going to be the way to go. Toyota is introducing a hydrogen car. I drove it just the other day. It's fine. It's, it's great. You know, I, a couple of years ago, I drove the BMW uh, V12 hydrogen car, which was liquid hydrogen. And the BMW had on board a thermos that would keep the hydrogen at, I believe, 452 degrees below zero. And this thermos was so effective at cooling and heating if you poured hot coffee in it at Christmas time, it would still be too hot to drink at Thanksgiving when you took it out. That's how efficient it was. But the trouble with liquid hydrogen is you can't store it in a closed garage. You've got to have a, and it does tend to dissipate. So if you filled your tank and went away for a month, when you came back, it would be empty. But that's liquid hydrogen. Nobody's doing that anymore. But uh, natural gas, I never quite get why that didn't catch on. I mean, uh, all the buses and garbage trucks and everything else in Los Angeles are natural gas. And Honda had a wonderful natural gas car that you could actually fill up from your house when you when you put the proper equipment in. But it wasn't sexy enough. It didn't sell. So the one I think that's going to do it is electricity. That, that'll that be the electric car, I think, will, will probably beat everybody. Well, you know, back in the 70s, I know when I moved from California to Florida, uh, the telephone company here, which was GTE, uh, yeah. A lot of their service vehicles and their trucks were propane-powered. Right, propane, too. Propane's another so, one, yeah, yeah. Well, now, if somebody were to make—we've got a few minutes left, Jay. If somebody were to make the argument to you, says, well, you know, hydrogen is explosive, gasoline is explosive, you know, you got to worry about batteries blowing up, you got to worry— Well, hydrogen is not really explosive. Everybody thinks of the Hindenburg, but the Hindenburg caught fire because of cellulose paint. You, you know, if a gas car gets hit and the tank ruptures, it's going to explode. A hydrogen car gets hit and the tank ruptures, 
I mean, the, the gas immediately vents to atmosphere in like a second. If it's vented in a closed room or a closed garage, you might have a problem. But it goes to atmosphere in less than two or three seconds. So, and it's gone. It's, it's just gone. So it's not going to blow up and explode. It's not a hydrogen bomb. It's hydrogen. So it's actually probably more safe than gasoline in a crash. Wow. You know, Jay, I got to hand it to you, and I got to commend you. You are probably the most knowledgeable person I know because I'm not sure there's a no, subject. I just talk a lot. You just, <laughs> I'm not sure there's an issue or an aspect of the automotive world that I can't ask you a question, and it would be like going to an encyclopedia. That's amazing. Well, no, I, I, I like this kind of thing, but yeah, you can ask me whatever you want. But that's super. Um, I mean, it is great fun, but I do think the the electric car. You know, Tesla has this deal. They have these charging stations all over Los Angeles, and it's free if you have a Tesla car. It's it's free gas essentially. Like I've got a Jaguar XJ. Every time I fill it up, it's eighty bucks. It's the same size as a Tesla. If it was a Tesla, I could drive over to the airport, plug it in, look at my iPad for twenty five minutes, and drive out with a full tank of free gas. There's a savings of essentially eighty bucks right there. So it's uh, you know, it's I think it really is the future. That's uh, I, I almost tend to agree with you, Jay. Would you be willing to come on the show again sometime? We got a little bit more time because we're up against the clock right now. Sure, call me anytime. And uh, I will see you in Monterey. I want to tell. Go ahead, one more time. Plug your your TV show, your upcoming TV show. Well, it's Jay Lomas Garage, October seventh on CNBC. Okay, well, Jay, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. You take care, and I'll see you in Monterey. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, listeners, it uh, looks like we're just about out of time. Bobby, how are we doing there, buddy? We're doing, we're winding down. <laughs> what do I got? I got a couple, I got a minute? Yes, a minute. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. We did a special Monterey Collector Car Week episode. We had some amazing guests on. We had Jill Campbell from Laguna Seca. We had Doug Fruman from the uh, Concourse on the Ave in downtown Carmel. We had Nick Waller from Pebble Beach. And... The car guy of car guys, we had Jay Leno. So, hey, if you want to tune in to the radio show with the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports, be sure and tune in to Nostalgic Radio Cars every weekday, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I did that right, didn't I, Bobby? Yes. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, don't, uh, da, 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 and oh, check yeah. out the new GolfstreamMotorsports.com. The new, yeah, right. And our podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast. Hey, in the meantime, I want to see some of you guys at some of the car shows. If you can make it to Monterey, got to make it to Monterey. Other than that, we'll see you at some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. Hey!